Hi, um, so welcome to another episode of the Inside Life podcast. Um, today I'm going to be hosting this solo as my co-host, uh, Kosi, couldn't join. Um, but um, yeah, so today's topic, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, basically um, Black mental health and uh, some of the mental health uh, illnesses. I just want us to... I guess get this conversation going because I feel like it's something we see a lot lately on our on our timelines, our feed, uh, our feed. But a lot of us are still not really sure how to get into the conversation or how to talk about it or what it really is about and if it even concerns us as as a black community. So that's what this uh, podcast today is going to be on. So um, I have with me here some um, some friends, some special guests. Um, I guess we would start off with the, the lady as a gentleman, ladies first. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I have my friend Whitney, so she's just going to let us know her name, where she's from, um, and I guess how she, I guess, her approach to the, the topic of mental health and her expertise. So Whitney, if you don't mind taking the floor. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Whitney, as you can see, and I also go by Witness. That's my artist name. And when it comes to the topic of mental health, um, I, I work at a long-term healthcare facility. And within that system, we have a lot of people that deal with different mental health issues. And through music, I sometimes I channel what I've gone through, you know, when it comes to mental health things and how I can help someone else based off of how I decided to work through it. So that's the approach I take to that. And where are you from? So I think. We're oh yeah, I'm also I'm from Nigeria, and okay. yeah. and I live in Canada. So. Okay, nice to have you. And um, now to the gentleman. Please take the floor, sir. Oh, oh, what's up? Um, my name is uh, Mike Truth, the Nomad, aka Boogie McCab. But for this conversation, you guys should call me Mike. Um, I am born in Ghana, West Africa, raised in North America. I'm in the Bronx, New York, Montreal, and I've lived like in various different places. And I currently, I am an artist. I am a community builder, and um, I, I wear many, many different hats. And um, what, what a lot of them, they deal with mental wellness for our community. And I've always, it's been something I've always been passionate about, wellness and liberation. But it really kicked into a different gear when um, a, one of our, our best friends, he passed away by suicide. So wow. when that, that occurred, even then, I wasn't really, really um, racist. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. And then a few years later as well, I myself, I was, I was diagnosed with, um, what do you call it? With, um, what, what do you call it? A major depressive disorder. So mm -hmm. major depressive disorder. So like I had to understand what that is and you know just go through like a whole bunch of feelings and stuff. It, it's a it's a topic that's very very close to my heart, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's definitely with you guys. Yeah, and thanks thanks guys for being here. Um, so yeah, um, I guess just to dive into it exactly. Uh, first of all, I would like to I guess I want to define of the dictionary what mental health is and what mental mental illness is because I feel like both words are kind of like um, used interchangeably. 
But I guess just so we can uh, put that as a foundation as we build on our conversation moving on. So uh, mental health um, is defined basically as a state of well-being in which in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Uh, I think that has kind of like the positive um, notion to it. That's mental health. Well, most times I feel like one when you, you hear the word mental health, it's automatically perceived as negative. But I guess from that definition, we can see it's basically your your ment your mental being, um, I guess, functioning properly. Um, and mental illness, on the other hand, is a health condition involving changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or combination of this. Uh, mental illness are associated with distress and or problems functioning in social work or family um, activities and um, yeah so basically that ha- kind of has like the negative um, connotation to it but um, I guess jumping on from that um, I think uh, Mike should already mentioned how the, my next question basically was going to be um, when did the issue of uh, mental health uh, become a reality to you, like a personal or external um, experiences or reflection on your first encounters with uh, with mental health? So I don't know if you want to, I guess, throw more light on um, your experience with mental health, Mike. Mike, I know you already mentioned some things, but if it's sure. now with you, then um, back to Whitney. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Like so, growing up, like I really, really. Um, I lived in what now I now know was very, very, you know, um, high, um, high risk and very, like a very, very volatile environment where, you know, like everything was very fast paced yeah. and I survived in, in, in those environments. And when I, I changed locations where I lived, there was like an adjustment that had to be made, right? Mm. So like everywhere I would live, I then have to like adjust according to my environment. Yeah. So then it's like, I, like uh, when I finished high school, I moved to um, Ottawa to go to school. I was really wild back then, so my friends were like, "Are you? You go to Ottawa?" <laughs> anyway, so, so, so I got to Ottawa, and then basically, like, um, like long story short, I met my uh, like the person who I, was, I was dating at the time, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean that I went on like had a relationship for like seven years, which was like a long time, and wow. I was in a state where I was like, "Oh snap! Okay, cool. I'm about to get married to this individual," and then boom, year seven, like. Um, basically like we weren't together no more like um with infidelity on her part and then basically like that that really like it it kind of changed my my view on on, on a lot of things because mm-hmm. i was like yo i was like the best guy possible like i like i i, I had checked off all the society's norm as to what a guy should be yeah. and that's the thing for, for me in my mind oh okay like you know I'm, I'm i'm a good guy but ironically the same day as you know me and her we were breaking up I met up with like my my two best friends, so um, um Dolo, which you guys um spoke to, yeah. and um Kenny, Kenny Bellius. Um, and that same day, so it was like a changing of the guard type of thing. So you know, for like the, the next day, we like go out, we find out that yo, we, we were all doing music. So it was like kind of like um, a shift in in my um in my life where I was like reconnected with my boys again, and we were out here doing music and whatnot, and things was good. And then the following year. Kenny passed away by suicide. Wow. And that for me was like another shock. So like one year of shock and then the next day. Like, so that put me in, into into like a very different mind state where I was like really pondering my life. I was like asking myself, yo, like what 
Like we was just good. Like every weekend, that's somebody you see day in day out, and then mm. for them to pass out like that, like it, it makes you question a lot about you. And you rethink a lot of things, and so even even then, I didn't have the tools right to really deal with what I I, I now know. So I would work, 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 work to kind of really like you know avoid those um, like what then I'm feeling, and that like this is like like that brought me to a state where. June 9th, 2017, I was typing at work and I couldn't, I couldn't turn right over. My head was like literally stuck. And then I was like, what's going on? So I went on this whole journey that basically like I stopped working and then like, you know, I thought of going to, um, to the hospital and they, they didn't know what was going on at first. I was having all these headaches and things. And at first I thought it was cancer or something like that. And the doctors, they, they said, oh no, that you are suffering from what, what's called major depressive disorders, aka wow. depression. But it's just I had so much, so much stuff built in that I, I hadn't dealt with that my body just hit a wall. Wow. And so I went on this whole journey of like really like understanding what that is and all these like all these things. I mean, it's a long story, but you know, just to kind of give you a short overview. And I'm here now with a better understanding. Hopefully, mm. I can share a bit more later on. Yeah, that's that's really touching. I think we'll we'll come back to. I don't know if you'd want to share more. I guess on like your friends. Um, journey i guess going through that like how you 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 were you you and your friends were blindsided to the issue of suicide because i feel that's something that is common in that topic because one moment you're with this person it seems like everything is okay then at the next they commit suicide and it's like yo how did that happen i guess we'll come back to that and um i guess whitney will go to you now and um i guess um your experience your first experience with mental health and how you you got into the field and yeah all that okay uh for me i would say um i keep it personal because mm. growing up as a woman in north america or even anywhere in the world yeah there's so many societal pressures that kind of um create certain things within you if yeah. not gone unchecked you know i remember there's a time where bulimia was on the rise because they're saying if you eat too much food and you look fat, like you're not worthy. Mm. You know, there's certain things that society influences into women that, yeah, if you can get into that, you kind of you can lose yourself into it. You know, so um, especially as a black woman too, it's like society's telling you, oh, you're too dark, your lips are too big. You know, um, if you play sports, you're a little manly. If you do this, blah blah blah. If you're tall, and there's so many things coming at you. You know, so many things trying to like shape your world so you kind of have to develop um you have to develop yourself into a place where these things don't affect you you know and not by numbing it with whatever it may be going to work or um taking like drugs to ease the pain drinking whatever it is you have to address these actual issues so i felt like i was seeing people around me looking happy on like online but then at home they're they're going through it you know and nobody knows that they're going through it. Mm. So I know for myself as well, I, I, I would say anxiety is a big thing that I, I kind of, I suffered through in like my teenage years, adult years, and even now it still makes an appearance here and there, you know? And since people don't always um, perceive um, anxiety as anxiety, they may take it as you being stuck up or you being um, antisocial, when in reality you're just protecting your peace because you don't know how to you know, fully engaged in certain situations. Yeah. So when it came to that, I feel like um, I really had to study myself and study other things to see how I can 
better help myself navigate the world, mm. you know? Whether maybe practicing affirmations, you know? And then that leading into you stepping into that affirmation. That is the whole thing about speaking good words upon yourself. Mm. Um, so I, I feel like it's just that seeing people around me dealing with certain things and wondering how I can help them and seeing myself dealing with certain things and wondering how I can help myself yeah. is what really got me into this, like, to this field, yeah. This field, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good, that's good. I feel like for me, I don't know, the the, the topic of mental health is, I uh, would I say, it's pretty new with the time because of how much it's been promoted thanks to social media. I yeah. Feel like I never even knew that if because I've never been diagnosed with any, but I guess with the, with the knowledge that has been shared on social media, it kind of makes me think back as to, I, I feel like, we, I don't know if everyone, but I feel like majority of people deal with like, for me, I, my earliest experience would probably be during exams. Like I get really bad anxieties like during exams. Like I remember one, like my final exam, my my maths exam in high school to get into college, like I had like um, I forget what they called that, but like basically a freeze, like I froze like um, for close to an hour. It was, it was when the invigilator was like, oh, an hour thirty minutes left. That is when I got myself back, and I was like, crap, what just happened? Like yeah. that much of like a mental freeze for me, and that's for other exams like i do get that anxiety but i feel like that was one major one that like stood out and i guess rewinding it forward now i realize oh wow i do have that form of anxiety yeah uh, maybe that's that's one and i i think other experience would probably be i guess in recent times whenever maybe like when i i lost my previous job and the anxiety of like wow bills have to be paid there's mm-hmm. no money coming mm-hmm. in like that scare of like wow not knowing uh what's gonna happen next you get yeah. i'm sure that that's relatable to to most people but, yeah i i don't know how how those will be considered i guess yeah it, it's all considered like a mental i guess uh, a mental yeah, and wellness yeah, mental. No, work. you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right because that's like uh, performance anxiety right there. Mm. And yeah. like, because even I love the fact that you know you gave that breakdown because like you're right. A lot of people don't give that breakdown as to mental health, mental unwellness, mental illness, and all of that. And you know, like whenever people just say, "Oh, we, you know, we're talking mental health," and like you know, it's like they just group everything under. There's different, you know, there's different types of uh, what do you call it? Um, there's different syndromes that a person can experience that fall under different categories yeah. that once once you strip it apart, it contributes to a person's like mental unwellness. And so when a person's like mentally unwell, that doesn't mean it's not something that's negative. It's just that for me, what I've come to realize is that oftentimes that person, they may not be acting in, in a way where the norm that society has set for a person to, to act like. So for example, you have your exam, one would be like, hey, any quote unquote person who's like within the, the, the right frame of mind and everything is, you know, is, 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 is good, would be taking that time and getting this job done. However, though, like what, what tends to happen is like, for example, in, in that case, yeah. once we're given the tools, right, to really like be like, okay, like I need to, like when I feel these emotions, maybe I, I should just calm down and start writing. The tools necessary, those are the things that are not really taught in society because they're just assumed, right? And when, you know, we often come across these situations, then 
our response, our fight or um, our fight or flight kicks in, and then you know sometimes we just fly, and then some like some you can see the biggest guys will growling when it's time to you know like they do something, then it's like they may freeze, mm-hmm. and some people like you know it could be the skinniest person. I'm using these examples on purpose because society attributes these um, roles to you know individuals, where if, like the skinniest people they could run towards fire, or vice versa, you know. So like these are like. A lot of a lot of times, like it's um, the tools that are not gifted, that are not granted to navigate different situations. And when it comes, to the, I'm gonna just gonna expand a bit more. When it comes to like mental, our mental wellness and, and, and things like that, is in the the standard has been societally based. Yeah. So uh, like according to you know what society says is quote unquote the norm for all the normal. Then basically, like that's what a person's supposed to like, you know, like um, behave towards or think towards. So when once you fall within a systemic, um, you know, like plan that's there, then you are normal. But once a person starts, you know, questioning whatever else, they start behaving in a certain way. That's when they're mentally unwell and they don't fit within society's box. Sometimes, you know, so that's like, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that breakdown. Um, I guess moving on, um, one of the next question I have here is. Um, I guess why is the conversation about uh, mental health, or what some people would in our community would tag as uh, the white people uh, illness, a taboo topic in the black community? And um, is it true that um, we actually suffer more due to uh, our trauma, our beliefs, and uh, the negligence to the issue of uh, mental health? Like, why do you think it's not a conversation that we have? commonly amongst our tribe like why is it such a taboo does anyone Whitney do you want to give it a go yeah I can give it a go definitely um I would say that the reason why this is kind of seen as um a white man's disease or whatever it may be is because back home most people don't have the leisure to just let me focus on this right here so they almost attribute it with being like foolish you know it doesn't really make sense like what do you mean you're gonna sit and talk to a doctor about your problems? It's like, no, I have to go get my daily bread to make sure my family's eating. You know, this thing is nonsense you're talking about. And it should not be viewed like that because it's like, um, it's our well-being, you know? It's our well-being. And on the other side, it's also like um, religion, you know? And sometimes people run to religion and they they drown out their, their actual mental wellness. They don't try to get better because they, only look at that aspect of it and only look, look to religion pretty much you know and religion can help but it can't just be a blinder or something to numb away the realities of what's actually going on you actually have to deal with it both so i feel like those two aspects for me would be like huge especially even talking personally family wise i feel like i've seen it in my family too um but i yeah that's what i would say now so big and like to just kind of i mean i just kind of pick a video on that as well like i think wait, you hit it right there on the, on, on the nail because we basically um it's taboo for us because our mindset that like a lot of people that i don't say i don't know for everybody but a lot of um melanated people have a very enslaved mindset when you talk about colonialism like what they set out to do has worked yeah. because they have now ascribed their way of us thinking and being to be the only way of, of living. So whenever you know it's like you're not being a, a quote unquote good slave <laughs> to you know like everything is going on, mm-hmm. like you know, like what is wrong with you? And then now when you want to start exploring, it's like, whoa, 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 what do you think? You're white? Like what's up? What you doing? Mm-hmm. And 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 about that, right? That's something where 
an interesting thing that I kind of find um, I found fascinating on my journey, like um, when it comes to wealth status and our mental wellness. So whenever like growing up in the ghetto, I, I realized a lot of people suffer from different forms of mental unwellness, right? Mm-hmm. But they they, they they didn't have time to address them because financially they, they had to either say, you know, work or get something money to survive. So a lot of people in our community don't have time to address the mental unwellnesses. And what, like uh, when it comes to like the Caucasian or middle class people, because they, they, they make you know like a, a bit of money, so they don't have to necessarily just survive. Like once it, it buys a bit of time to do other activity, then leisure activity, which then not give you space to be there with your thoughts, when and really investigate them. Yeah. So like from that perspective, now like it could be uh, you know it could be seen as other, as a white or a rich person's um disease so you have the time now to you know, think about it unless it hits you in a place right yeah that's true i agree i agree with your point i feel it's just uh because i'm not gonna lie the the whole conversation about like depression and anxiety it kind of hit me more when i moved to uh, canada right from nigeria because to be honest in nigeria the word depression the word anxiety was never a thing if you mm-hmm. talk about it it's just maybe you using it as a a word for how you feel i guess yeah. it was just mm-hmm. that but when i got here it, I, i saw that people were taking medications for those feelings and i'm like this doesn't make sense at the time it didn't make sense to me i'm like why are you taking um medication for uh you being anxious about something and why are you taking medication because you're depressed you get and like whitney mentioned All I had was my the the religious uh, the religious way of tackling those issues. Evil. <laughs> I remember talking to a lot of like my white friends at the time at church, and I'm like, "Yo, no, this just hold on to this scripture. Like, trust me, <laughs> it works. Like, just hold on to it, recite it. Like, I was kind of like prescribing <laughs> prescribing scriptures to these people because that was all the knowledge that I had, right? And I I couldn't. To me, I felt like oh, they were just being extra. with knowledge and with time you realize that this is actually a chronic issue like people deal with it in different levels fine yeah some people like Whitney mentioned that religion can help because theirs is not really advanced but like there are some cases that are advanced in this issue right like their depression makes them do stuff their anxiety makes like they just feel unwell and definitely medication can help So I feel like we as a community, we need to, I guess, first of all, understand the levels, become more open to this topic you get and like, yeah, allow allow medication to to have its place because God, mm. as the, the fact that we're religious does not mean that God doesn't work through medication or doesn't exactly. work through doctors. Mm. There's a place for that as well. And mm. we, I feel like we need to open up to that, uh, to that knowledge because mental health like um, mike mentioned it's all about the the, the mm-hmm. mental the brain right and the yeah. brain is basically our our box that's where every part of our body function if we have if we have a stomach pain nobody talks about uh, most people wouldn't talk about quoting a scripture when they have a stomach pain mm-hmm. they know the medication to go take <laughs> if you have a pain in your leg right you know the medication to take for that But now we're talking about the the main box that controls the stomach, that controls the the leg, and you you want to you want to associate that to just 
again religion I, I feel like this some people will attack me for sounding like this <laughs> when this goes out but like it's it's the truth that we need to we need to start dealing with that's just because i feel like when it comes to this topic especially like um religion people forget that like when it comes to your mental health and wellness it's not only one thing that supports it it's doing a variety of things in your life that mm. support it so yes religion and quoting scripture remind you to stay strong and know that you're not by yourself that you have that higher power you know that we're all connected yeah and that can in turn show you to talk to your neighbor about it and that's showing the connectedness you know yes. i'm going through this right now blah 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 also exercising because that's moving your body and that makes you feel good as well releasing these like natural chemicals within you you know and boosting your mood with that so it's like a collection of doing even a hobby if you like to play basketball play basketball if you like to sing sing you know whatever can help you be mentally well that's and, so big man so yeah. like that's so big because like like the the part about it is that see like it all intertwines right so like for me and i i'm not true to religious religious about i'll say people i'm very spiritual and for me now like that's been a big part of my you know like my healing which like really kind of helped me in ways where like no medication actually like um i have been able to because I, I i'm a very whole i take a very holistic approach towards you know um when it comes to like mental wellness and everything and i find i find that oftentimes people don't have enough space to process the thoughts so like the example that i'll give you is like so like um our, our stomach actually is known as our second brain i shared this earlier it's your second brain and like um because like it regulates your body well just as how this regulates like every every other thing it regulates your body and you know you take a look at your brain the, the way your intestines are designed similar to your brain system similar to your stomach i'm sorry but once you eat too too much and you take in too much like for your stomach now it becomes like something where your intestine and everything it has to process so that it's too 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 too, too much so it's the same for, for your brain once you take in so so much now it needs the time and the space to really process everything that you know that that's going on just as your stomach and once things are able to be, to be processed then you could feel that basically like a person like like they change that they start having more understanding but nobody has time in today's um, society right So, uh, pay back in what you uh, you were saying, um, Mike. Um, so, I guess um, I want us to understand some because there's this common uh, conception that um, mental health does not have any uh, cure. You understand? So, I guess going off what you were saying earlier, uh, can you break down some? I don't know if you want to go personal or just general knowledge on um, some um, some remedies or some suggestions on how people can deal with their mental health and um yeah just basically well, i mean um as far as like you know cures <laughs> this is not something yeah. like a cure cure but i think there's different type of treatments right that people basically um, use to treat and um like the first thing is understanding right um what people could, could try and do is um try to understand more so whenever like somebody you know in your family is expressing to you they're feeling certain ways or whatnot Mm-hmm. um here like make space for them so earlier i had mentioned making space when i say that um, it means make space to understand the person to hear them out and you know like um, have empathy that itself that that's the start of like you know the treatment itself and 
you know, there's so many different things we, we get into. When I talk about the holistic approach, um, understanding how your body works, understanding you, and that takes you taking time. I was given the analogy between, you know, our stomach in, eating a lot of food and it needing time to process. If not, you feel the pains of your of your stomach, you know, you get bloated and all these things. It's the same for us mentally. And all, because we take on so many things that we, we may not know how to process them. And if you are a melanated person in North America, then it's like, like there's absolutely no way you're not suffering from any type of any form of like PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so like, yeah. But, but I know that, for example, somebody like like, like Witness, uh, Whitney, she's very big into her meditation and everything. That's another form of treating. Like, and like, that's something like, I'll let Witness, you know, like, like touch on. But for me, it's just taking time and space to really, you know, understand what's going on. And understanding the people around you that's a that's a film but i think when he does meditation things like that too yeah um so when it comes to that i feel like um we're talking about the cure right yeah. but i wouldn't say there's just like a cure i would say like yeah maintaining things like do things like meditation it really does help you kind of get into a mental state of peace and calm mm-hmm. you know it gets you to a place where your brain is ready to just like when you're you're just free you're free from the overthinking free from all this type of stuff and you just you just are you know and i feel like i know mike you're talking about like um the self and from that i kind of got like the knowledge of self like it helps you to kind of learn about yourself more and how you can kind of help yourself what you need because everybody's different we try to put everybody under the same blanket you know and it's like you can't do that because we're not all the same people but there's remedies out there that can help you but find out what works for you and run with that and make sure and the whole thing about even like the sunlight, I feel like <sighs> over time or so, if you manage it for long enough, you don't even realize that you're in, in like a, a slight depression because there's a, spe- there's a spectrum too for mental health, I mean, mental illness, you know? So you may, be, you may not be as depressed as somebody else, but you're still on that spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like over years of just managing it, if you go somewhere else that has sunlight, you're like, whoa, this is what it feels like to be alive, mm-hmm. you know? So certain things, and I know there's different things you can use during that that time, like the blue lights and stuff like that. But support and just actually having conversations—that's where it starts to kind of move forward from there. And that's so big, right? Like, because um, earlier, um, um, Kingsley, you had mentioned about how being in, in you know, Nigeria, like you really didn't feel the effects of you know um, depression and everything. For me, I've grown to understand that it's almost like. The currencies, the sunlight is is the equivalent of the money <laughs> over here. Yeah. Like there's an abundance. So like uh, like once you're in the sun, it's that's money for your show. Yeah. While it's over here, like you know, we 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 hustle for that for the for the different thing. Whereas like you need like you need 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 absolutely need money to survive here. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas like back home, I'm pretty sure a person could go and like eat food at the neighbors or you know like there's a certain way of like 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 people just being and you know like the sun itself you know like it's, mm-hmm. it's it lightens the mood over here it's, it's a cold climate so yeah. you know like you need you have to, like, yeah. Yeah. You have to almost distract sometimes like you have to mm-hmm. find ways to not sink and instead of using it as a distraction you have to really address it i feel like people use a lot of things as just um a distraction mm-hmm. instead of addressing exactly what the root cause is and going for what kind of professional help you need to help you with that because you don't have to take on everything alone i think that's something where stigma has to be abolished because it's like we think that it's a battle just by ourselves mm-hmm. when it's like 
there's something you'll talk about with your friend and your friend was low-key waiting for someone to bring it up yes you know and then that's your support right there and then if you need more support you can go to the appropriate people you know yeah. um so yeah and when it comes to that yeah so if i understand you guys correctly it i feel like um it's not necessarily yeah it's not necessarily a thing of going to the to the pharmacy and be like hey i'm depressed or hey i'm anxious and they, they prescribe some medication to you it starts mm-hmm. with you getting to understand your psyche on your own like that's the self-knowledge like uh, mike mentioned mm-hmm. so getting to know where your mind is and some of the things you struggle with and uh, you can now start pushing in some i guess adding some other holistic methods like um, meditation and um, i'm guessing does um does therapy come into this it, it, as one of the things to do i guess before maybe medication would you guys prescribe um getting into therapy as well or absolutely and <laughs> like for me it's like um i'm a big fan of therapy and um so there's different types of th- therapy so there's aromatherapy there's a um, counseling there's mm. there's different for the meditation from therapy so mm. even that as well understand what therapy is like and i find that us as melanated people like our styles is a bit different i think um relational um like like um therapy I mean and like group therapy mm-hmm. is something that really really helps us thrive and like we mentioned this earlier how we you know there's something like maybe you sharing something somebody needed to hear it, and that helps them as well yeah. and from experience I have noticed by you know some of my platforms that I have where I purposely make space for us to just talk and in talking somebody might share something that resonates with an, another person and then the next person and like energy must flow that's one thing i've heard like mm-hmm. energy must flow and we like you know we tend to keep it stagnant within ourselves so once you know we, we provide the space and platform energy will flow out and mm-hmm. then you know like the next person will flow to the next person and the next person so yes therapy talking to somebody allows you to release i mean and then with what was mentioned earlier like working out as well because all it is is like there's a lot of you know like energy that we keep trapped within mm-hmm. ourselves that must be released through some some form and for some people you know that yes talking but we have built this stigma because the, how society is you know we t- there's a certain pride in like self-made and i did it by myself and and and, and all of that but that sometimes it, it kills us more than it builds us you know mm-hmm. so that's something where like you got to be aware of, of that mindset and when when we talk about you know um like find like you know you sitting back and, and finding out that is a, a very factual thing but you need space and time and I wanted to bring this um mantra that I have um, that I, that really works for me for me mm-hmm. it's just self aware people always say that we self aware so through meditation I came to the conclusion that yo self aware is like a conversation between you and your conscience always you know always like you and your conscience and you are basically like you know asking your, your conscience and the conscience is asking you self i wear like where am i and so once you you locate within yourself emotionally and where you are it allows you to ground yourself and then you know the self that you wear so that means like the self that you basically wear like you wear like how you show up and everything and it takes that kind of a deep understanding of a, of a person to really 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 want to do some real deep work and some real healing if not you're just a slave being told yeah. what to do and how to yeah. feel and all that you know? yeah. yeah 
that makes that makes that makes sense. Um, I I think something I forgot to uh, I guess uh, discuss on a breakdown. I don't know if Whitney want to help us here, and we'll, we'll jump back to the I guess um, the issue of suicide with you, Mike. Is that because, like I said, the 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 words depression, anxiety, PTSD, some of these words are to some of us. I guess I don't, I don't want us to kind of like uh, self-diagnose, but maybe if you can help us understand what some of these um, words can look like physically. So maybe some listeners can maybe figure out like, oh, well, maybe I do have this and maybe I should get this checked. So what would you say like depression looks like in its levels and anxiety looks like in its level and PTSD look like? And um, yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess starting off with depression, I feel like you just have a negative outlook on life, like negative outlook on everything. Yeah. Where every you're you're at, you're at a point where it never seems like it's gonna get better. Yeah. Like no matter how hard you try, even if it's like a simple task, like getting up from bed in the morning. Yeah. You're like I can't do this. Like what's the point? You know, you're, it's just a negative outlook. Um, and it's not hard to sh- it's it's harder to shake than sadness. And I know some people call sadness depression when like they're on oh, depressed right now you know but it's it's just very very like deliberating and deep you know yeah. um even things like seeing people around you like for example i know now we're in like a pandemic and even before that let's say you had a friend that used to be always super super social or whatever yeah. and then out of nowhere you're not really like hearing from them you don't really know what's going on in their life but some people may take offense to that and be like oh maybe they're acting away but sometimes it's literally like they're just so down, you know, with life and what's going on around them that they may not share with other people because they don't know how to share with other people. Yeah. You know, they were never taught how to do that. So they keep everything within and it can just feel like even like a dark cloud on you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like certain things like that. And when it comes to anxiety, I feel like it's just like a fear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't even know what's fear. They don't know exactly what they're feeling. Yeah. They feel a sense of like apprehension or a sense of just like, uh, and it's, it's just anxiety. Like they're just a feeling. Yeah. And so this is the thing, I know Mike touched upon it earlier about like your second brain being your gut. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes these things are feelings and feelings are meant to be felt. So maybe feeling something and in your gut you know what it is, but since we always kind of like label things or there's so many things that could be you don't know exactly how to even describe it because oftentimes you're not given the tools to describe our feelings yeah. and they're told that they don't matter so when something arises you don't know how to label it properly mm-hmm. that's where therapy comes in and things like that where you can actually open up and speak to a professional about that and it, it can start with that feeling mm-hmm. you know what's wrong with even talking to a person just because you feel something slight just you never know what you can uncover and that can lead to the trauma aspect and PTSD because I know not like in black communities too, like a lot of melanated folks, we do get beat at home when we're younger and stuff like that. And I know that some people, they may feel a sense of, I know in society here in Canada, they may call it, oh, like it's abuse or something like that, depending on the level of it, you know? Some people may be traumatized by that and to bring that up, it'd be laughable in some rooms because it's like, mm-hmm. but that's the right way. Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? Mm-hmm. Different things like that. Where some people do go hard on their kids and create deep, deep marks. Mm-hmm. The same way 
back in slavery with whips and stuff like that did the same type of thing on the slaves yeah. you know it's scarring that you don't see on the like on the outside it's deep inside mm. that's what the ptsc is that's what the trauma is that people carry mm. you know and that's why it's not on us to if a person comes to you and shares something with you it's not in you to tap the downs in them and say it's not that's not what it is no 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 it's like mm. let me create space so i can hear you out mm. let me see what you're, what you're actually talking about because it's valid for you yeah um yeah and i feel like that's my approach on those definitions i'm not sure i got them all but that's what i recall yeah no, that's big no, that's big um i just wanted to say like you're so so right man and like a thing that came up by the talking is like like therapy actually bro like it's it's like having a coach because sometimes the, the words that we use in itself, you know, it, it, that's what creates the block. Michael Jordan had a, had a coach, and he's like, probably one of the greatest basketball players, some would say, right? Mike, like, my, like Michael Jackson had a vocal coach. Like, therapy is like an emotional coach when you have a therapist, somebody who can help you coach, you know, your, your emo- how to navigate your emotions. So, you know, it, it's not something that's bad where, oh, like, you have to go to therapy. Like, for me, one of the most damaging things, you know, people often say, but they don't even realize, is the, whenever a person gets angry, right? And say, oh, you have to, you have to look into that. But the, you have to look into that, <laughs> that statement. When somebody's in that, their rage, it even further, like, aggravates the person. Mm-hmm. If you know they have to look into it, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't say you have to look into that. Because <laughs> it's like, it's now bringing for the shame and the guilt that the person is, is feeling already. Yeah. So now, yeah. like, like, so by you, you know, that these are the little things that our words you can do to people, you know. So like, it's just even us minding the words that we say. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like finding different ways to be empathetic towards people, and like, Wit did a great job with, uh, you know, the funny yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like the example she mentioned about the the weeping and, <laughs> <laughs> and the scars, man, because <laughs> that, that hit home. And the crazy thing is, I've been recently i've kind of been looking back as to how that experience growing up has shaped me right now and like because sometimes i get maybe like if i'm having an, an argument with like my partner or friend or something like that the way i deal with it is basically how i dealt with those experience like when someone like i hate to call out my mom but like (laughs) maybe when she raises her voice at me growing up at that point like i immediately like just i guess it ties to how i what i mentioned earlier about me like i just freeze and like i go to my corner and like i'm not able to deal with the situation at the time so i mentioned in my recent um my phone's about to die arguments and um, stuff like that whenever someone yells or raises their voice at me the same thing happens even now as a grown person i'm not able to tackle it instead i just shell up and i go and i think and i and i come out and share my opinion so i was able to connect that oh wow that experience from growing up it still passes it still followed me all the way to even now as an adult and how i'm dealing with some situations so that's something some some people do not know how all these things connect how the the way we were dealt with growing up the the things we had to deal with the hardship and all that it all connects to how we deal with our our mental health right now how we deal with situations so like you said earlier we need to go back and like 
introspect, right? Like getting at figure out, oh, why do I do, or why do I raise my voice, or why do I do this or do that? Yeah. All connected, and in my helping, even helping us get um, get better at um, how we deal with our, our mental health moving on. And like I said earlier, I wanted to go back on the, I guess, the issue on um, on suicide because I feel it's one thing that ties with this whole topic whenever depression or anxiety that scares us because i know for recently like my sister my younger sister like when she she's in school right and she's dealing with a lot in school and she she told me oh how she's how she's depressed and anxious and immediately the first thought that came to my mind is oh crap i think my sister may be maybe suicidal <laughs> you get mm-hmm. I, I may be right but at the same time too it's like even if she is how do i even how do i help her like what mm. do I do? You get mm. yeah. So it's mm. like I want to go back to you and your story and your friend. Like, what did you find out from that story? Like, what did you think you guys missed, or what do you think led him to that point where he mm. he took mm. his life? Or what did you guys figure out after the incident? I, I'm sorry for his loss. Oh no, it's okay. I'm like, I'm in a good space. Touchy topic. Like, I'm in a good space, man. Like, um. I like like the reasons why like I mean no, like nobody would know the reason why, but I do know that there was a, there, was, there was a lot that's going on. There was, there was a lot there was a lot that was, was on his plate, and even that you know like the the um, language around um, what kind of language around um, suicide, people passed away by suicide because like um like I don't I do not believe that you know any person when they are in their right you know um, their normal self they want to commit that. So like what happens is that you know it's like they, they in the state of mind that they're in, like a, a symptom that that happens is that you know like so they they pass away by um by by, by suicide, and about that situation for me it made me like realize more that and I, I said this earlier the need to have space and truly help a lot of people really like, dig in deep and understand what is really going on within because like a lot of us we keep things on a very surface level. And you know, like that's just how you know, like we like we're we're bred now. But like when we're able to tap in with somebody and go beyond that surface level. So for me now, it's like with that experience and other experiences that occurred after, like where I I I basically almost kind of had this empathetic experience where whenever I would have an argument with somebody, I would recognize where okay, there's something within me that I'm not I'm not saying. I'm keeping inside because out of fear of like being misunderstood or I may even hurt the person I'm saying, but that thing is important. I need to express that, that thoughts that I'm saying where before I, I wouldn't even think about it. I was just say, what they, you know, what does a man look like? What should a man do in a situation? Okay. You know what, bro, like, there's no need to argue. Just, you know, sit quiet, but nah, bro. It's like, if I feel a certain way, I'm going to say what it is I'm feeling. Yeah, and yeah. By me, I mean, by me saying that it, yeah it releases this tension that I have. Yeah. Like, like I mean, for, for my boy, when it was going on, like, there was, like, a lot of things that was going on financially, emotionally, like, you know, like, um, relationally, and also, like, and family and everything. Mm-hmm. So all of that, when you put that together now, if you put yourself in a shoe of somebody where you have, made, like, a lot of financial things going on, family things and relationship things going on, like, if the right tools are not put in place to show, say, you know what? You could just actually come and talk to somebody, and like we could always find something out. Then mm-hmm. you, you you feel there's no way out, and the only way that you could see is 
harm to self and that harm to self could look like you know like uh, what you call it like suicide or whatnot but that's even on on one level but now the effects of like other types of like you know like um mental unwellness such as, as schizophrenia and like um just like they were um pd what you call it um well what's the one the the this, this disorder here um oh my god like it's still on mine but it's a pd pd um pd no not ptsd oh personality it's a personality one it's a not not multiple but uh um, you know what now let me actually bipolar bipolar uh, no 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 i need to find this it's uh borderline borderline okay. personality like the, the, the sort of even all of that they drive a person to really really feel very intense emotions where us on the outside we're not really seeing what's going on within the psyche right we think that this person is like that's how they normally are when somebody talks to you in a brash way like oh get out of here and like you know, they start cussing at you there's so much more going on that if you're not calm you would jump in there with them and just put you know think that all oh, this whatever it is that you're thinking and cast them away but when if that's a cry for help that they need and yeah. what, what they need is that that's that person that you know that's calm and willing to listen really and dissect a lot of us we don't have those tools so i learned that a lot of people don't have the tools that's why the therapist you know most therapists anyways they're very helpful because they are coaches they have the tools the, like the tools to recognize these symptoms and then help people out so that's why like you know therapy or emotional coaches are very necessary but unfortunately sometimes too with our skin color right the way some like some of the therapy that's that's made it's not made to understand the type of trauma that we've gone through so then they'll tell you okay billy bob here you go this and this but it's like whitney witness said like it's not the same treatment for each individual's case is different so that's why when you go to therapy they have to find out about your past what you've gone through and even earlier brother when you're talking about you know like it, may, it makes perfect sense that the shelling up when it comes to you know time to, for that moment yeah. it makes perfect sense and i'm gonna you know after this point i'll uh, i'll digress the fact that so sequence and patterns like different sequence of events in our lives leads it creates different patterns in our lives so once you're able to talk to somebody you see the different sequence of events that happen okay when i was young this happened and this happened and this happened therefore it created this pattern here in my life so when you would recognize certain patterns you talk to the individual then you work back the sequence of events you see that the main point and then you address it and you 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 help recalibrate the person's understanding of that and then move on that's how you know different that, that's for, for some of the treatments that are out there that shoot i'm not even a doctor but i've kind of employed that <laughs> with, with a lot of people right <laughs> but yeah i digress man and so i started in trouble but like you were talking about um how important it is to say things in the moment when you actually feel it and that has to do with the whole thing like if you don't say it that emotion whatever it is is going to be trapped within you still and over years of you never saying these things ever speaking your mind never saying stop and breaking a cycle right there it's going to be trapped within your body until you go back to that point and deal with it you know and sometimes you're unconsciously moving from those things you never dealt with you know and you're like why do i act like this why do i act like this or why do i react like this you know and it's because you never dealt with the root cause mm it's so, like yeah i'm so sorry i'm so sorry about that like cuz i it just came off it's like the food like your stomach being your your second um um brain what what happens when you know like food is left in a place for so long and it stays rotten yeah and like it has to come out 
it's the same thing for emotions. It's still rotten with, like, with, within your brain when the situation happens, because that's food, a situation that you can consume inside of you, and it's stuck, and it's bad food, and it rots, and it builds, and like, like the side effects is how you, you react afterwards. That's how people get cancer, people get diseases because of the bad stuff inside your stomach and things. The same thing, like um, mental unwellness is almost like a cancer of our, of our soul and, and our brains, you know? keep you stunted it like you can have a 50 year old man or woman still acting like their 10 year old self because they never dealt with certain issues so they were never able to react in an appropriate manner because they never actually had the time like they never unpacked that you know or even like just the whole thing with the stigma and like the like the black community where it's like if we don't address this it's going to be passed on to the next generation and then People almost hold on to that identity so much. So this is just how we are. This is just how it goes. And no one's willing to take a new approach until someone takes a new approach. And then they're like, you know what? We should maybe take that approach. I believe that in these communities, it just takes one person and them showing people that it's okay. It's okay to say how you feel. It's okay to mend you. It's okay to say how you feel. Not this whole thing, oh, be a man, be a man, be a man. Men have feelings too, men have emotions. Same with women, you know, and just allowing people to be, to show up and say how they feel and how they think instead of just packing it on the inside and having it stored up. So yeah, the whole thing about conversation is important. And I feel like for me, um, what I would do to kind of um, create a space for people is I love bonfires. You know, I love having people around in a fire just like talking about stuff because I feel like it's so primal within us where we were in tribes sitting down, you know, community-based, talking about these things. And like, now that we don't have that in our culture anymore, it's like, when do we really do that? Mm. And sometimes that's what people just need sometimes. So. Yeah, that, that's, I guess that makes sense. That, that makes sense. We need to, we need to get more open with sharing. A lot of things are just, I guess, and I guess that's what's gonna, that's probably gonna be an effect of this, uh, the times we're living in right now, right? With the COVID, like you mentioned earlier, like we being all locked up and um, not being able to, to, to communicate or, or, or release some of the things that we're, we're bottling in and, and, uh, and all that. But uh, yeah, I guess because of time, I feel like we would, um, I guess, have to, um, wrap things up here i don't know if you guys have any um, final thoughts or suggestions on how especially with this time where we find ourselves like i just mentioned people being locked up what are some suggestions you could give some practical things that you think people can can do right now or from where they are to just um to to acknowledge their mental their mental health and their mental state and um yeah let's start with you mike Oh, I mean, I was going to do ladies first, but... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> going to go? You can go ahead, man. Okay. Um, I would say that for me, um, when it comes to how society has changed so much around us and how we may not be able to relate to people the same, I feel like it's important to um, find other ways to kind of still relate to people. And when those thoughts come up of like, oh, I'm, I'm alone, I'm isolated. Try to like fight those thoughts and be like, no, actually I'm not. I can literally call this person right now and talk to them. 
about whatever it may be. And let's say you have anxiety, like what if they don't pick up? If they don't pick up, call somebody else, you know? And just try these these type of things and just understand that like we're not alone because it's it's crazy because social media is meant to be like a place where everyone's so connected, but it's almost like there's a, such a huge disconnect because it's very superficial on there. You know, it's very superficial. So I guess my leading point would just be that reach out to people, try to stay connected, even if it's like in a small way, understand that people do care for you and that you matter. Um, and also do things that bring you joy, like do things that make you happy, even if it's a small thing, like going for like a walk in the park, you know, calling somebody, dancing, move your body. You don't have to have a gym to move your body. So certain things like that and just, yeah, try to do that. And go out in nature, go out in nature. You know, I'm a big advocate. I'm always in the forest somewhere. I'm always just <laughs> by the water Talking. or something. <laughs> it's, it's like you have to just like try to stay grounded and that's, a way that I stay grounded is just by being in those elements to remind myself that I'm one with all and just one with nature. So, yeah, yeah. so good, man. Like, like, shoot, everything I witnessed said, and literally, um, practically find <laughs> so find your tribe in a sense where once you find your tribe, meaning that, like, locate the individuals that you feel you, you can count on, have one, two, three, or four, right? Backups, and if those people are not available, then find things that that you that brings you joy anything and to try to like like make a mental map of where that thing is so in your time of crisis you know what just put yourself in, in, in that in that environment like but just locate them already within your 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 mind like it's so important to know your resources and like witness said it's so important to connect like connect with the outside world around you but connect with self because you know time alone it's okay don't fear that time alone because it has to it has to happen don't don't fear that embrace that is there's nothing wrong with being by yourself you've been trained to just go 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 it's okay to rest and you can use things that binaural beats you can meditate there's different channels where you know you could um if you believe in god and everything you know you could you could um, tune into your sermons and everything there's nothing wrong with that Um, medicate stretch work out eat properly make sure you know that like uh, if it's somebody who, uh, who you always do something routinely try to throw away like the, the routine if it's somebody who does who doesn't have any routine try to have a routine just you know like um change things up like that that it keeps you going and still engaged and you know like still sustain fresh um yeah those are like some of the things that i would like to meet people with man yeah, those, those those are good points uh i guess going off the point on like social media and uh, people not using it the way it should like what me i do practically is i i reach out to people on social media i know there's this mindset of oh uh, you, you have to act like a ghost and just not interact with people on social media you get i reach out to people like if someone posts something and i find something interesting I'm sure Whitney, you can attest. I, I just DM you, oh wow, thumbs up, or like I send a message. I have a group of friends that I'm sure they probably get annoyed by it, but like I just I just send them memes. Like if I find it funny and I feel like, oh, it reminds me of this friend, mm. I'll send it to you. And just that way it's like, I, whenever I'm on social media, I don't feel lonely. I never mm. I'm gonna connect with people. Like mm-hmm. I saw a meme about, oh, um, 
if you still if you still have a friend from primary school that is on your social media or something like that and i sent it to an old friend that i i haven't spoken to this person since grade whatever three or mm. four i just mm. sent it to them i like i was like hey this person is on my social this is a good way to segue them and get them into like catching up with them yeah and we reconnected like catched up and get to know or where they've been so like i feel like we need to make use don't don't act pompous if you if a way of releasing or get or feeling at ease is you posting your food or posting what you're doing like do that just do something to feel like you're a part of a community and like mentioned mike like if church is for you that's one good thing about church if if any other thing i know a lot of there's a lot of negativity about church Mm. and just Mm. to keep it broad but Mm. if there's one thing that is good about church or religion is the community getting to be a part of a community that's one good way to be a part of a community so you Mm. need to people need to try to plug themselves absolutely as, as they can and um i guess to round up like if you guys want to share your handles and where people can can reach you or if there are materials out there you want people to to know about um yeah yes. let's let's start with mm-hmm. you whitney or your hand okay <laughs> so if you want to um find me you can find me on instagram at witness.wit and that's w-h-i-t-n-e-s-s dot w-h-i-t um and on there you can email me i'll talk dm me and i'll talk as well so i'm very social yeah so you can find me on there pretty much um yeah and for me you can find me at mike underscore truth so that's at m as a mike i c and then charles underscore t-r-u-t-h i have a lot of events going on for community um like um, i do town halls right now i have um, a town hall well, um, for the next upcoming three three months, about generational wealth in our community, and and then we're doing like amazing things there. Register because like there's gonna be a price, um, the value that's attached to that. Every Monday, I do the darkroom sessions where we do a, a meditation and an open mic. Come and liberate. It's a very unique space. Um, I, I like I am tapping into a lot of different platforms. You have to be under five minutes. I have new music coming out. And I don't know if I'm able to share, but you know, there's some new music coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for life. I'm plugged in. And remember, man, we only have this one life, guys. Like, with some real, real, this life, it, it, it's a privilege. Not everybody gets to live it. So as long as you are living it, make sure you live it to, to the best, like to the fullest. Don't leave no stone unturned, man. That's what I got to say. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. We'll, I guess we'll round up on that note, guys. So thanks. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you, Mike Truth, for being here today. Thanks for having this conversation with me. I've learned a lot, and I believe that the listeners would also learn a lot. And um, yeah, till um, next time, uh, this has been Inside Life Podcast. My name is Kingsley. Stay blessed, and um, yeah, pay attention to your mental health, guy. Thank Bye. you, Kingsley, for this opportunity, man. Thank you so Have much. Board, bro. Thanks for being here. I appreciate Thank you, guys. You. Bye. 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 Peace. Thank you.